I call that singing about God right there. How is that? You know, it's the first Sunday of the new year, as, as we already mentioned, and there's just something about that. It's a new, unwritten chapter in your life, and we want to invite you also, as you are sitting at home, to, to participate, not just to lean back and watch, to, but to participate, maybe even getting a little notebook out there and, and just jot down some thoughts as we hear from God's word here, right? A new page is being written in your life. And that is true also of our church, yes? A new page is being written. The question is, what do we want to see on that page come this Sunday next year, yes? This is when we think about that, right? So 2022 brought all kinds of challenges that we had not foreseen and we couldn't foresee. And, and, but God showed how great he is even through all of it, right? We're still here. We're still worshiping God's power. God's greatness is not diminished. Yes, tough as it is, difficult as it was, and we're not going to try to say it was not. But we want to invite everyone to turn the page and just look and see how great he is. There's something special. And I thought, what could be a place that we can turn to on a Sunday like this? And my mind ran straight to, to Hebrews chapter 11, that chapter that we call uh, the faith chapter of Scripture. You know, is there something we can learn there about faith? faith, just in a strong kind of way, even as we just reflect on the first kind of verses that are there, on the first three persons that are mentioned in that chapter. I want to read with us all, and if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open them, or if you have on your tablet, on your phone, or if you sit at home, wherever you are, just turn to chapter 11, the book of Hebrews. Um, You get through all these uh, letters of Paul, and you kind of get there, right? You, you'll find your way to it, yes? It doesn't work that I tell you it's on page 1084 in my Bible, right? That doesn't work for you well. But listen to these somewhat well-known, at least people who are reading Scripture, they, they, most of them will know the first verse, if nothing else. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for. The proof of what is not seen. That word translated reality here could as well be certainty, right? A deep conviction or however you want to translate that. For it is uh, by our ancestors, one has by one God's approval. And here comes what we really want to deal with today. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because uh, God approved his gifts. Even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away, and so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since uh, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists 
and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, after he was warned about uh, what was not seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith, he condemned the word and because an heir uh, of righteousness that comes from faith and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. Now, I hold that together with the first couple of verses of the next chapter. Since we have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us not lay aside every every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. Is it possible for faith actually to make a difference in your life? Not just be relegated someplace, but to actually make a difference. And if so, what kind of faith is that? I think it's increasingly obvious to everyone that that. Nothing in life actually happens automatically. Without us paying any attention, it just kind of happens. It, it, it is just one of these things that, that things are changing. If you want to become anything other than a mere coincidence that rises in whatever circumstance comes your way, you have to focus and be deliberate about it. That's how... Life works, is it not? And, and so we, we know it from just about every aspect of life, I think. If, if you think about it just a little bit, we, we are keenly aware that things are changing with rapid speed. What used to take 100 years, now it takes 100 days. It's just the truth, is it not? Things are, are changing with such speed that everything is, is not like it used to be. What we used to take for granted, we can no longer take for granted. There are new rules, new ideas, new ways, new methods, new approaches. Every day, even to keep up with stuff, can be a work on its own. It's, it's kind of how it works. There's nothing that runs on autopilot anymore. The old statement, if you build it, They will come. (laughs) That's an old statement. (laughs) That's about all you can say about it these days. Things are moving so fast, so rapidly that, that kids now, they want toys for Christmas. Yes? So they can play. Yes? And who has no idea what they play? The parents. We don't even understand the toys we give our own kids. That's how fast things are moving and, and you know, just think about it just for a little bit and we're going to bring it back to the question we're asking this morning, right? Two people get married, that doesn't automatically guarantee that they will have a lasting marriage. Even if you create a home and, and you have children and, 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 and everything is supposed to be right, that does not guarantee automatically that that home will be harmonious and even function well. Even the children don't really know 
if they'll have the same parents all their lives, yes? We used to say that parents have many kids, yes? Now we say kids have many parents. Things are changing and things are not automatic anymore. If you have a good education and you should get one if if that's the opportunity that you have, you cannot automatically be sure that you'll have a good place of work that lines up with your education in any way. And even if you get a really good job, there's no kind of guarantee automatically that you stay with that for a lifetime or so. We can go on and go on and go on. Things are not automatically running on autopilot anymore. And if that's true, which it is for our human life in general, that is true about our spiritual life, our faith life in particular. Our human lives, if you will, or our Christian lives as human beings certainly are dependent directly on our engagement with our faith. That's what we learn from these things today. Only those who really work with their faith, those who focus on their relationship with God, has God's promise that he will pour out his spirit and give of his strength to help make life harmonious, joyful, and filled with a deep level of satisfaction. What does it mean for a Christian to live in this world as a Christian? What does it mean for a young family to live as a Christian young family these days? Well, that's not an easy question, is it? And it's not becoming easier at all. It's a complicated question that, that requires that we think deeply and reflect on what it means to actually live with a faith that makes a difference. Those who, who separate their life from their faith will amputate both. Hear me that. Those who separate their lives from their faith and make faith something over here, life something here that only haphazardly kind of intersects, they will amputate both. God has given us in his word some direct designs, if you will, some some descriptions, some guidelines for how to find harmony and joy and most of all deep satisfaction and guidance in our lives. So the question is, are we willing, even as a church, to say 2023 is going to be guided by that desire? That's true for your family too, friends. Whether you're a young family with kids or your family that, that has been together for a long time or you're single or, or you li- li- live in, in, in patterns that are different from even that, that is always the case. So in the beginning of this new year, we stand before this choice. How much of our faith are we willing to be guided by Jesus. How much of our lives will be impacted directly by the faith that we have in Jesus Christ? So let's, let's talk about that. And let's think about that through the three first people that are mentioned in Hebrews 11 as primary examples of people 
of faith. Look at it first. And we'll do that briefly. But we hope with, with importance as you look at this. First we read about Abel. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. What? Genuine faith that makes a difference changes the way you worship. Think about this for a moment. What in the world does it mean that that Abel's offer or sacrifice was better than Cain's. They, they both gave of their first fruit. Uh, Abel gave of his animals. Cain gave of his grain and of his fruit. What made it better than Cain's? Well, the answer is found in, in 1 Samuel chapter 15, where it says that to obey is better. There you go. You know that verse, right? To obey is better than sacrifice. Abel's sacrifice was better than Cain's because it was given in faith, in commitment, in surrender, knowing that God is in control of everything in life. While Cain's was given somewhat out of obligation, it became a part of his kind of a, a worship that was just going through the motions. This is how I've always done this. It was formality. Passion has kind of evaporated. His deep, heartfelt love for God has somewhat dissipated, if you will. What does that say to us? On that very first Sunday, the first morning of 2023. Well, it tells us that if we desire a faith that can truly change things in our lives and in our relationship, it is not enough that we just follow God in the way that we always did, kind of just a haphazard, whatever comes, comes. If we do this, it has to be something like that, right? It is not enough to just relegate faith to a different space in our reality that doesn't truly intersect. Our sacrifice or our offer, which is an expression of our worship to God, must be better than Cain's. It must learn from Abel who understands that everything in life is guided by and directed by our faith in God. See, when he was told what would happen, Cain, God said to him that the blessing, even when you work hard, is going to escape you. Just read the verses. They're going to escape you because you're not focused in the right way. Our passion. Our true love, our invitation to come to live close to God must be like Abel's. Comprehensive and full. Let me point to the next person. The faith that makes a difference. Now as we're looking here at Enoch, is a faith that understands the importance of walking with God. You know, Enoch was one of the two people in Scripture about whom it says that they didn't see death. Now, here with Enoch, he walked with God and he was no more. The other one is Elijah. 
says that in his presence of God, God came down in a, in a chariot of fire and took him up. And he was no more. Read about it in Genesis chapter 5 and you will see what happened here with this person called Enoch. We don't know much about him. You know, what do we know? Really nothing other than he walked with God and the way he walked with God pleased God. That's pretty much what we know. And then we hear this other story. And I heard one of the greatest kind of little illustrations of that a long time ago. I forget where I heard it. So if you've seen or heard it someplace else, I flat forgot where I got it. <laughs> but this little Sunday school girl came home, was so excited. It's a cute story, but it's also deep, so listen to it for that. She came home to mom, said, Mom, Mom, I want to talk to you about Enoch. Enoch you know, Enoch, he walked with God, and he kept walking with God. And they kept walking and they, they walked for a long time. And suddenly God said to Enoch, he said, Enoch, we have walked together for a long time. In fact, we walked so long. You're so far away from where you used to be. We're way closer to my place. Let's just both go to my place. <laughs> Great story. But if you reflect on that a little bit, you'll see there are more depths to it than just being cute. So what would it, what does it mean to walk with the Lord? You know, the Bible uses that expression so much and so frequently as an expression of our relationship to God that we have almost stopped paying attention to that metaphor of walking. So let me just say a couple of quick little things on that just to kind of Bring that to memory. If you take a few notes, you may want to reflect deeper on that even as you come home. First, when you walk with someone or walk with God, you have to walk in his direction. That's what it means to walk with God. Everybody else may be walking in a different way. But if you walk in God's way, that is the way of Jesus, there's a certain direction that that has. And you may ask, you know, what does that look like? What is that all about? That's what verses one was. Verse one was, and what we read earlier, right? It is about faith, to walk in faith. And what is faith? Faith is the firm conviction, the reality, if you will, of what is hoped for. It is the proof of what is not yet seen. That's what do you learn right here? To walk in God's direction. To think about it. Another quick little thought on that. It is to walk in unity with God. To walk in agreement, if you will, with God. We just heard. They said, what is your confession? And the answer is, Jesus is Lord. If you know anything about lordship, you know that it doesn't mean he's your conversation partner, right? That, you know, he says, but I kind of disagree. Let's just work this out. That's not how that works. So what it means is to work, walk in, in, in unity here. Look, look here when, when it says uh, right here that, that one who comes near or draws near to God 
he is, he has to believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him. That is, those who put aside their own ideas and their own rathers when these conflict with the way of Jesus. Think about this for a moment. To walk with God. The third thing is to walk with God requires somewhat mutual trust. We're quick to say that to walk with God means, of course, that he walked with us and we can trust him because he is forever faithful. Absolutely. But it goes also the other way that he can trust you, us. That's how relationship always works. That you walk together through life. Jesus even highlights that. When he tells parables, several of them all have actually been, let me just point to one in Luke 19, when, when uh, a man goes away to, to be declared king and he leaves some of his money, some of his estate to, to some servants, he comes back and when he sees some of them have done right, he says, that is well done, my good and faithful servants, because you are faithful in little, I will put you over much. There's a direct relationship. I can trust you also. I've given you these things. I've equipped you with these gifts. I trust you to be my mouthpiece, my feet, my hands, my arms. I want you to be my people, to walk out, to declare my gospel and show the presence of my kingdom. To walk with God, or to walk with anyone for that matter, means that you need to walk in step or somewhat in the same speed. If you like to walk, if you walk with someone for a long time, uh, you know, I enjoy hiking, my wife and I, and you learn quickly that you need to do somewhat of the same speed. How come everybody looks that way? But it's true. And you know, we know with God too, don't we? That sometimes we get an idea, we want to work it out really quick, and we think, why is God so slow? <laughs> right? You've been there. And, and in reality, it's probably because he was quicker than you, right? You just didn't see all the things that had to be worked out first. So to learn to walk with God is also to learn to walk in God's speed. Listen to him for the next step. Listen to him for ways to walk, where to walk, and, and the speed with which. Enoch knew a faith that made a difference in his walk with God. How about us? Can we make decisions like that? 2023, that's what we want to be about, yes? Begins with you individually, begins with you in your homes, begins with you among your friends, begins with you in your workplace, but it begins here also at the First Baptist Church of Louisville, right here. Our commitment to these four simple things just mentioned, not that that's an exhaustive list, 
but just four simple things about walking with God. So we looked at how to worship God looking at Abel. We looked at how to walk with God looking at Enoch. And then the last person mentioned here in this first three, uh, three people would be Noah. Look here in verse 5 and 6 as you see what's going on uh, with that right here. Uh, but, but verse 7, sorry. By faith, Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by God to fear, he built an ark to deliver his family. Just notice this. No, why does Noah have, have our interest? Well, for several reasons. One, of course, is that he's the first person that, that God actually calls righteous in Scripture. But beyond that, uh, he's also the one about whom Jesus speaks when he said, when I come back, you know, the times are going to be like they were in the days of Noah. But there's something about Noah that is intriguing here that for him his faith made a difference in how he worked not just in how he worshipped not just in how he walked but in how he worked it changed everything he responded by practically making the changes in his life that was necessary to live out that faith yes don't, don't miss that. This is a huge, everything changed. I, I, you know, if you've seen Bing Crosby or whatever, can I say his name even anymore? Uh, his kind of parody on, on, on Noah, uh, which is just funny. Um, neighbors, what do they think? He begins to build an ark. Everything in his life changed. He had to use his money, all the wood he had to buy or whatever, Right. Yeah, all, that the daily rhythm of his life changed. Everything changed. It took a long time to do this. Everything had to change. The rhythm of his family, the rhythm of his relationship to his children and his wife and his neighbors, and all things changed because of his response to God's call. The faith that makes a difference works differently. So here's my question to you, and I'll, I'll finish with this. What do we desire as a church? What do you desire as an individual and as a family? For 2023, could it be a year of faith? Could it be a year with our passion for worship? is changed to look more like Abel's. Could it be a year where our focus on our walk with God is changed so we look more like Enoch? Could it be that it's a year where our work for God is changed so we, we have commitments that look more like Noah? Is that possible? Could we set some goals? I want to say something that some of you may hate me for. I'm just going to say it. Resolutions don't work. <laughs> they just don't. All resolutions do is that they, they set you up for failure or they set you up to test your own power of will. Yes? What about focusing that energy of creating new habits, new rules, new ways? 
You know, the old Christians, the early, early Christians, from the very beginning almost, they lived by what they called in Latin, uh, regular fidei, right? Which is the rule of faith. That there are certain things, certain patterns in life that we change to live in a different way. Why not join with them? And when you ask, what does that look like? I think that's exactly what, what the author of Hebrews writes, uh, reads uh, right here. This was a sermon that was read to the first church, right? Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. How do you do that? Well, he just said it, right? Let us not be entangled, so easily ensnared by all the other stuff. And what should we do? We should keep our eyes on Jesus, the source and the perfecter of our faith. Because what? The joy that lay before him, because of that, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can we keep that goal in front of our eyes? Yes. I couldn't help but to reflect on that running. You know, if, are you a runner? Some of you are runners, right? I'm not, but some of you are runners. Imagine if you run for a goal and you get distracted by all the spectators. What's going to happen? Oh, look, he's laughing at me. Oh, she's looking weird at me. See? How easy is that? Instead of focusing on the goal, this is where we go and that's what we want to be about. We can be distracted by spectators that are just trying to speak into our lives and cry out from the crowd or whatever. Let's focus on that. New dimensions, new ways, different worship, fresh walk, deep commitment to the work. Yes? What do we describe? the First Baptist Church of Louisville and our resolve and our desire, yes, that we will go home and do just that. Spread the word. We want to be about what God is. Can we stand up and say, and if someone here or even in your, sitting in your home or wherever you are, I want to invite you. If God has spoken to you right there, why don't you give us a call? You can find our numbers on, on the website or, or any place around. Just Google First Baptist Church Louisville and, and call the office. I'd love to talk to you, and so will many others of the staff. And here, if that's the same with you, some of you may be thinking this could be the best day, first Sunday of the new year to join the church. This would be the time where you want to say, I want to begin the new year by recommitting my life. Some of you want to come up front to do that. Some of you want to grab the hand of someone next to you or walk over to someone and say, pray with me. I want 2023 to be different. And if you know that, that Jesus is not really your Lord, why not make him so today? Father, speak to us. May this be a year of faith. In your name we pray. Speak to us right now.